too many Tic Tacs in the town. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3.38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we. That wasn't a great pod, was it? You want to run it back? Golf Lady 214. 215. Here we are. I just recorded 30 minutes or less of an intro and didn't hit the record button. So that was nice. So here I am now. I kind of wanted to re-record it anyway, so it's fine. A little jazz in the opener. Everyone seems to love it. Take five. Gonna keep it going. Why not? Uh, PGA Championship week for the Golflandia 215 show. Brought to you by Wiley77 and the Golflandia Network. Um, last week I talked about jobs that you have that you could convince someone you did or something you invented and get away with it. And mine was the Roomba. But I think that's a little aggressive. I think you could say a button on the Roomba and sell it better. Someone said they coined the phrase the real deal Holyfield. Yes, that is perfect. Someone's uncle invented the reset button on the Nintendo. Absolutely sellable. The ladder? The step ladder? Maybe. Maybe. Um, this week's the PGA championship and well, first let me talk about this. Someone, who was it? Uh, Fudmaster Flex. Fudmaster Flex. Fudmaster underscore Flex. He said I've become a, he hates all my content now. You don't. And that I bet I've become a curmudgeon. I'm not. Uh, who hates on DK. Of course I should. I don't hate on DK. I just want to make them help help them out. Uh, he blames the horse for my subpar content. No pun intended. But he asked why I don't do a list anymore on Twitter. I used to hand write a list of plays that I liked. Top 10 list. I don't do that anymore couple of reasons. A, it's it's just everywhere now. I was going to say ubiquitous, but I never get the meaning right of ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Yes, it's ubiquitous. Rewind, ubiquitous. And I think that people are skilled enough now to understand how to play DFS. Um... And I don't have any supernatural skill that I can provide, except for some, you know, history playing. Looking at my DK transaction history, which is jarring and alarming, I certainly don't have any skill in golf. Except for the fact that we've watched a lot of it. So that's part A. And then part B is, with the lists, I used to, I mean, the, the primary spend every week was betting doubles euro tour but now that's evolved to playing more dfs uh and having employing a strategy there especially during you know millionaire weeks so if i were to put out a list of 10 players i liked that i thought i might play and i ended up in my final lineups either not playing them and or telling people to fade someone and i played them I, other content creators may have different, you know, ethics on this, or just not play at all. But for me, I and I and if, if I won, I couldn't 
that's not something that I could reconcile. And so, because my lineups, even if I say like today, let's say like Rom, five minutes left into uploading lineups before lock, I uh, oftentimes either fade them entirely or go 4X. And who knows what I'd said earlier in the week. It changes from minute to minute. So people aren't doing it necessarily to, I don't have enough influence to do that, to say, oh, yeah, play Tommy Fleetwood. And then hand-wringing, excellent, I don't play at all. But I think that, you know, unlike beating the book, we're playing against each other, and I want to beat everyone. So why would I give away my strategy? Not that it's effective, but uh, I have 17,000 people who follow me, and I really can't do that. And so that's that. But maybe, perhaps, I will do ownership projections handwritten, because I do like the handwritten stuff, but just not a list. No picks. No, no, no touts. Punts. Punt touts. Speaking of DFS and plays, um, another withdrawal last week. I forget who it was. It was 7% owned someone, and I was surprised he was that high. But he withdrew. Oh, CT Pan. And again, it's going to happen this week. Someone heavily owned or even lightly 7 to 10% owned is going to pay for the rake. And people who own him heavily will be screwed. And the only solution to this, and it was done, you know, Alex K on Twitter, the man, uh, really, you know, had the proper answer for this is that you've got to pre-lock all week in the field, have alternates available to play. And so if someone does withdraw and an alternate is in the field, everyone had an opportunity to play him. I've said this before, but it's probably, it needs to be probably said louder now. But I'm not sure the algos are there to do that for DraftKings app, but that's really the only solution that there is. So if Paul Barjon gets in the field, everyone had an opportunity to pick him. Let's say he gets in the field and he won. It's the, it's the, it's the Tennessee Titans, Marcus Mariota deal, where you know he's probably not going to play. He's not going to start for certain, but he may run a couple touchdowns in. And that 0.1% ownership on a $200 Marcus Mariota is going to ship it for you. It'd be fun strategy, really. Because I certainly would play first alternate on five lineups, at least. Um, so that's, that's that. But in terms of this week for the course, another part that I repeat, and it needs to be repeated again, is... The best players in the world, the top-tier talents, the guys who show in majors, aren't just randomly playing better at a major. They are, their skill set are just more exposed on difficult course setups. And people who don't have that same shot-making ability are exposed only going the opposite way. Birdie Fest last week, Craig Ranch taking nothing away from K.H. Lee. But Brooks Kepka himself said, I can't win those Birdie Fests. Minus, yes, the Waste Management Open. <laughs> Minus the Waste Management Open. But on difficult tracks where you've got to, you've, all your best shots have to come out. Length in the fairway scrambling ability, and doing it all under pressure. Those guys, the top-tier talent in the world, are there for a reason. They can do it. And so, so it's very difficult for someone who's not like them to have success, especially in a course of this magnitude. It's long. It's going to be hot for the first couple of days, windy. The greens are small. Uh, you've got a meandering creek around the entire property, it seems. A ton of bunkering. And it's going to be a challenging test. 
I mean, there's the par 70, not a lot of relief, not a lot of these short par fives where you can score. Par fives are, look pretty treacherous to me as not a professional golfer, certainly. But when they're, when they're nearing 700 yards, and I don't know if we'll set up that way, that's pretty long. And so Speed said it'll be the highest scoring PGA Championship in a long time, and I hope it is. There you go. I don't know where I was going with that. Someone said, I had someone say, I forget who they said it was, but they said, you know what? You look like someone. You remind me of someone. You, you know who you remind me of? The name that comes out of the mouth whenever anyone says that to you is never going to be good or flattering. I just want to, I just want to, when someone says, you know who you look like, I just close my eyes. I close my eyes and I grit my teeth. And I'm like, just say it. Bob Barker. Yep. <laughs> what? 1982 Bob Barker? 1962 Bob Barker? Or 2022 Bob Barker? Thanks. I agree. Yes. Okay. Let's talk to Josh and Ryan. They're waiting patiently for me to join. Guys. Matthew. Hello. You sound great. Thank I was you. just I was just telling you, gentlemen, that I have upped the game on the microphone because Josh sounded so good. So I bought a not a sixty dollar, not a six dollar, a six hundred and ninety-nine dollar road microphone. Shotgun mic. I mean, what does it do that that mine doesn't do? It's just better. That's all I can say. <laughs> I can tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we actually use it for production and filming. It's just like a shotgun mic. So it gets as long as like if I'm over here, you cannot hear me. But yeah. So Josh, as you've learned, you got to talk right down the center. But sounds pretty good. And here uh, we are. New sponsor of the show. Yeah. New sponsor of the show. Road mics. Grab yourself one today. And Texas Roadhouse. I try to name a food item from Texas Roadhouse, but I've never been. Uh, we have uh, one down down the street, but I don't think I've been either. Uh, barrel so cuts. It's been What's a well, been a long time. It's been a long time, and uh, yeah, I think after the Masters, took a couple of weeks off, then did a horse podcast for the Derby, which was useless, considering the outcome. Yeah, we all nailed that one. And then Ryan went on another podcast <laughs> and left us. Uh, one day I was driving around and all of a sudden I'm listening and I'm thinking, where the hell is that jazz coming from? And I guess it just was at the end of the podcast. There was so much jazz, like, like so much. eight minute intro and outro. It's great. I'm so manic. Like my mood changes from minute to minute that, oh, I like jazz now. That's That's the mood I'm in. For a couple of weeks, and then it'll be like Pantera. <laughs> um, what was I said last week, Josh? On the opener, I talked about what job you could convince someone realistically, or thing that you invented without getting found out. And I said invented the Roomba, but I think that's a little. I think that would be hard. Maybe a button on the Roomba, but I was trying to. I was trying to articulate the story about you being the drummer for what? I said Eve Six. Yeah, it wasn't Eve Six. Okay. And am I forgetting? It was Counting was. Crows. Yes, Counting Crows. Thank you. you so know describe what you do. do. So I was um, I was on a chairlift. This is a thing. So I used to be out west with my friend, and we would be out there for weeks on end and just skiing every, snowboarding every day. And so, you know, you're trying to find ways to entertain yourself on the chairlift. And so, um, you know, everyone's got, you know, uh, helmets and goggles. And so you can't really see what the people look like. But <laughs> we, he would have a conversation with me as though I was the drummer for Counting Crows. 
and make make comments and then other people would kind of you'd it would say it loudly and other people would kind of listen in and then every now and then someone would you know they want to know who they were sitting next to on the chairlift and so they would they would ask like oh are you guys in a band and and then um and then it helped that like the kind of that I was the more famous one but I didn't do the talking but my friend who was not the famous one would you know kind of work on the story so kind of i think it it sold it a little better um and yeah we had there were a couple times we had people really going and i can just imagine they get off the chairlift and then they're telling people oh yeah i just rode up the chairlift with the guy from um County Cross. <laughs> just, the, the best line was i think when he asked me about the lead singer i don't know his name but i said something you should about probably know it his I did at the time. I, okay. I, I, I knew all the band members. Yeah, I did <laughs> okay. at the time. I mean, at this point, I can't even remember the name of the band. Uh, Ryan helped me out with that. But yeah, I think I would tell people that his hair smelled like shit because that <laughs> just a little guy with the, with the with the dreads. It's amazing <laughs> to really sell it. That's great, man. Uh, Ryan, sir. So I was looking at the Golf Digest YouTube videos of the course, which they're done pretty exquisitely. And um, I think I don't think there's anything that tops it really in terms of a narrative and of, of a course overview. Uh, I, I mean, listen, it's a major. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be long. It's particularly long here. I mean, there's this mix of horrendously long par fours and par mm-hmm. threes mixed in with a few shorter par fours, but not really reachable. Um, there's water. Well, there's a creek that um, I'm trying to think of the word meanders. Thank God. Nice, that's uh, a good word. Yeah, I was going to say Murray. <laughs> that uh, that's not, not that's not the right word. No. no, but it meanders around the course, and it's really it really affects your uh, approaches into very small greens. It's going to be excruciatingly hot. Um, there's some interesting elements I was going to ask you about. I noticed on a Twitter post that the tee box for seven flies over six green. And for sure, the tee box on 13, the long par five, yeah, flies over number 12, which I, I mean, in addition to the other course uh, elements that you've seen, I mean, it's the biggest thing. It's going to be super long, and I don't think you can get away with not being a big driver of the ball. Um, but do you believe those elements will affect pace of play? I mean, what happens on thirteen when you've got guys on the green on twelve trying to, you know, putt? Yeah, no, they definitely have to figure it out. I I do think it will affect pace of play. Yes. Okay. Um, in terms of the conditions, you know, I'm, I'm gonna. So I get all my information from Tiger Woods. It comes directly from him. <laughs> uh, he put a two iron in the bag instead of a five wood, which makes me think that, you know, you're going to get the firmer, faster fairways where you maybe don't need to hit as many drivers or three woods as you normally would. Um, now, he's very comfortable hitting approaches from like 225 yards. So he might just be playing back. But I don't think it's going to play quite as long as we think if it's firm and windy and hot. Okay. I mean, a 7,500-yard par 70 seems long. Yeah, and, well, no. I mean, for sure. It, it's it's long on paper. I doubt they're going to play it all the way back. Like I think uh, that hole you mentioned, number 13, yeah. over the green or whatever. It's like 70 or something. Yeah, well, I think they have a tee box that's like 100-plus yards closer. And so like they could uh, play it much shorter some days. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think uh, this course is, is all going to be about the iron play and how you're scrambling – uh, with these greens. There's a lot of sand, obviously, uh, very undulating greens. The shaved areas around the greens are very difficult to chip off of. So uh, without diving into, you know, all the course comps, I think that's the type of player that I'm looking for. The, the comment from the players was they all love it. They all think it's a very fair, reasonable setup. And uh, Jordan Spieth said it's going to be the highest scoring PGA championship in a long time. Mm-hmm. At first I thought, oh, it's going to be 20 under, but highest in reverse, meaning plus one um josh being the best putter i know and explain why you're the best putter yeah well we were having this conversation and i'm definitely not the best golfer um uh 
maybe the best, most enjoyable playing partner, but definitely not the, the best golfer. And I know I'm the best putter of the group, even better than Ryan, because <laughs> I, my average, uh, my, my average approach shot is about a hundred f- feet from the, from the hole, That's even a- when I'm like green side. <laughs> is is it on of, the green? <laughs> I have a lot, a lot of practice. Okay. Okay. Um, and I agree with that. I think you would be the long, you got those big meaty paws. I think I, it was funnier when I typed it <laughs> than when I just said it. Now. That's all right. You, you, you have a lot of equity with your counting crows, but, um, what, what are you thinking this week in terms of style of player, player, where do you begin? Josh? Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really know about this hot. I mean, is it really, is 90 degrees really hot? Is that something we even have to take into account here? I think the hottest tournament on tour right now, strangely, is not strangely, but, you know, it's, it's in our, my backyard. It's at the Barbasol. I mean, it's painful in July in Kentucky. Yeah. And it's, it's really, un, it's unbearable to walk around. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. these guys seem acclimated to it. I don't know. I, so I was originally thinking that I wanted to focus on just, you know, length. Um, but then I, I guess what from what I've been reading and the kind of the importance of being in the fairway, given the small undulating greens that I guess I'm trying to look for like good distance and good fairway. You know, rather than just saying, well, you've got to be in the fairway. So you're putting like, I'm not necessarily putting some of the really short hitters in and or you just got to be a bomber, but kind of looking at a good mix. And then obviously, you know, the scrambling or not, excuse me, not scrambling, the around the green play, uh, which, you know, that takes out, we'll sure we'll get to it, but some, some guys at the top. Weather, weather forecast brought to you by weather.com is um, Thursday, Friday, hot. Saturday, Sunday, 62 degrees, 72, low 49. There's no heat. A little cold front over the weekend, it looks like. A little cold front. So you had the the big AM, PM stacks, right? That is the the wave mix that everyone's going for, right, Ryan? Why? Everyone says. Yeah, well, so, I mean, winds are picking up in the afternoon on Thursday and then are projected to be exceptionally strong Friday morning until about noon. Um and yeah, like I saw people tweeting about, well, they may stop play. I mean, they're not going to stop play for the wind. Let's be honest. No, uh, this isn't no. the players where it was lightning and storming, and uh, this is just wind. Uh, these guys will be fine. But yeah, I think you could see a pretty significant wave advantage. Okay, because I would assume that it's going to be windier Friday afternoon, or is it? No, it's in the morning. No, Friday morning. No, it's yeah. a it's That's a right. it's a it's weird one. You know, sometimes it's kind of you know it. It's windy late for both rounds, but you know, you look and say, "Oh, it's worse for one or the other." This one, it's it's wind. According to Windfinder, it's windiest at the end of round one and the beginning of well, round two. The moon rises at eleven fifty one p.m. on Wednesday. By the way, waning Guinness moon. Waning Guinness. ah, the old waning Guinness. Oh, I haven't <laughs> even I haven't checked my moon. Does that mean Shane Lowry's in play? Yes. Right. Um, are we? Mm-hmm. Are we considering that he's too fat to deal with the heat? <laughs> I mean, I'm just so sick of Shane Lowry at this point. He's because just when, always like he's always when, like tied for sixth when I don't have him. It's just infuriating. Like, don't you find only, it remarkable how these some of these bigger guys get around the course in this heat for four days? Well, yeah, because as soon as I heard about how hot it is, the first thought I had was, uh, you know, whether or not he couldn't do it. And I, you know, I'm not knocking him. I'm fellow fat guy. So, uh, I just know how it would affect me. And I'm kind of thinking it might affect him. Well, it's going to be 62 on Saturday and windy. So it's going to be like being in yeah, Cork, right. Ireland. Right. But if he didn't make the cut in the first two days, then yeah, I think he will. I mean, some of this, and he's got the, he's got the bad draw and the, and the fat factor. And he's a, he's probably and he's massive chalk. Yeah. And he's not cheap either. It's just it's just a bad it's just a bad situation there. Uh, well, I got lucky that, just that most of the guys that I like happen to be in the morning, but you know, it's just luck. Most of the guys you like happen happen to be in the morning. Okay. <laughs> uh John so let's start let's start with the big boys here. 
um, some of this ownership projection is very strange. I, I don't – so right now it's projected Spieth, Lowry, who's in the eights, and then Cam Young, which I, I would agree with Cam Young. Cam Young fills in a lot of lineups, and there's a cult for Cam Young. And he's in the good wave. And he's in the good wave, right. Jordan Spieth surprises me as top projected owned. Um, what do you think, Josh? I mean, so it seems to well, I think. That, sorry, should I let myself speak? Yeah. So <laughs> the 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 four guys who I thought were going to be the highest owned, Thomas, three of them are in the. Um, early wave. So I, I just, every, everything I'm looked at, it's all Spieth, Xander, Decky, Cantley. Yes. Uh, and Cantley, I thought it was going to be a sneaky. And Cantley is the only one that's in, in the later um, rounds. No, <laughs> I don't, I don't, this is jumping back to the weather thing. I'm, I don't know how I'm going to approach the weather entirely, but when there's waves, like wave stacks, I put more emphasis on the shittier golfers in the make sure that I have more of the uh, those golfers in the correct wave stack because it, it doesn't matter what the weather is for you know the best players in the world but that that half stroke difference could be the difference of your you know Lanto, Lanto Griffin making the cut or not so mm-hmm. I just focus on having the shittiest players in my lineup in general <laughs> and it seems to work out great looking at my transaction history on DraftKings. So I, I, to answer your question, it looks like all Did I have of, a question. I don't think so, but I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm the question like, was, wait. is what are you doing at the top? And then I'm answering it. Yeah. Or what was the question? It was something I think it was about yeah. the highest tone players. Yeah. No, I think you just asked that question of yourself, which is a good <laughs> question. But um, even though I don't play a lot of Colin Morikawa, he always is always is under owned it seems and the second part to this comment is john rom being undersold here too i mean 12 percent projected for john rom is it just because he didn't you know have 35 birdies like these other guys last week at craig ranch like xander's popular now justin thomas everyone's favorite again matsuyama's back on the board um, Jordan Spieth, Rom just won in Mexico. Yeah, I think that's I. I think that's the problem. I think people who, well, people like myself who yeah. have been on Rom, you know, every single week this year, we were waiting for the win, and it kind of came. And I think that's why people are are not there right now. Um, and plus, you know, if you're going to pay up, they're just going to take Scotty Scheffler. But then also this the Gooch. I mean, Gooch last week burned everyone, right, or most yeah. people. And now Gooch didn't he go to Oklahoma State? He did, and now he's ten percent projected at seven point four. I mean, Cameron Young's t- stealing everything right now. The cult yeah, we'll have him. some some Gooch flop leg for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. He isn't the bad wave, but you know, and and Zalatoris flop leg, of course. But he's going to be popular still. I don't eh, think. I don't know. I think so. I'll say over fifteen. So absolutely. I mean, how is where's all this ownership going? If Cantlay, Matsuyama, Xander, Jordan, Lowry, Neiman are all popular, because no one's thirty percent. No, that's well, why. Also, I guess it goes back to the other point that no one's playing the. No one's K's. playing DJ. No, no one's playing. Yeah, no one's playing. No one's playing, playing any, they're playing none of the ten K. Yeah. They, the well, entire- I think Justin Thomas will be played, but he's going to be much lower than he would have been considering the wave that he's in. I mean. I don't. I also don't think that it's just the wave that is the reason no, that people aren't playing the ten k. They were already projected low, you know. When I was running models, that everything was pulling up these guys that I mentioned before, and then now you add on top of it that this wave stack, and I think you are going to get all the top guys at um, you know these at really low prices. Even yeah. JT probably. I mean, less than you yeah. you would expect. Yeah, because he was what twenty seven percent last week, and and then and then hot. Let's see, 
like, well, Morikawa you just mentioned, but Hovland and Morikawa, they're, they're going to be 10%. Nothing. Nothing. I, I'll take the under. Yeah, but these were the sort of events, and, like, we see it all the time in, like, the Mega Million stuff like that, where the winning player or the top couple guys are 20 30 40% on. Like, I think that can happen. You just have to not stack them all together and not throw Cam Young in that same lineup. So I, I was thinking that about that a little bit. If you remember, when we were talking about the Masters, we were talking about how, well, I was not going to fade the chalk because we, you know, it, in the, at the event like the Masters, the chalk is the chalk because it's a really good play. And that we've seen, as you said, these million makers where they've got the 40% on guys. We, as much as people have dug into Southern Hills, we really don't know how it's going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, this seems like a, a tournament where you would want to fade the chalk more than those, an event where we, we, you know, we, we, we know the course fit. We know the course history. We have none of that now. So the fact that some people are garnering really high ownership, I, I think that's, I'd be more inclined to avoid ownership this week than other weeks. But, but, but comparatively, in most every week, you have several players over 20% and even some over 25%. In this, I've, it's relatively flat, and you may not have one player over 20% in this entire field. And either the projections are incorrect or it's going to be pretty you know, balanced out there. Yeah, well, I, it, it's going to be balanced between those four guys, uh, Spieth, Hideki, Cantlay, Xander, yeah. uh, I would say Xander's probably the lowest one, but yeah, I I just think stuff's going to be super concentrated. Like I think the eight K is going to be dead, except for Neiman. I think the mid sevens is going to be pretty dead, except for Cam Young and maybe well, and Lowry. And, Lowry, 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 maybe the highest. Yeah. yeah, but again, like if people are are doing wave stacks or at least favoring that, like that's going to lower him a few percentage points. See, um, if you would have so, pre ownership projections, if someone said Aaron Wise was about six to seven percent projected, yeah. I, at six eight, I thought there's no way. There's just I thought he would be fifteen to eighteen at that price. Well, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of guys who people. I mean, Mito's down there. Munoz is down there. I mean, these are guys that we play every week in the mid sevens, and they're playing well. Like, I certainly think all those guys are going to get ownership this week. So they must be building more so in that Xander Matsuyama Cantlay range, and may not need someone down that low. That's an interesting play. Yeah. Uh, what else you got, Slab? I mean, what else are you looking at here, my friend? Well, I you know I, I haven't really properly dug into how I'm going to handle this um, the 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 wave split, but I had been looking at Cameron Young and Keegan, who both looked like they're going to be chalky and. At that price and with the players that are below them, I am considering, you know, a full fade. Um, now with Young, with the wave split, he's his is going to – I thought they were going to be about the same. I'm now expecting Young to be a lot higher. So Yeah, I, I think, think he could push 25. I think I saw something – you post something about Young on Twitter, Matt. But, you know, that's not a guy who I want to play when there's some there's – some, Fine oh. players. Blown. Oh, that's what I said. I mean, I said good luck with that. He's going to push twenty percent. I'm not doing that. For, yeah, forget it. I mean, that's one in five lineups. I'm not. <laughs> he's burned people before, and this is a major. I mean, I, I, I mean, if, if, still if I'm going to eat, if I'm going to eat chalk on a guy, I'm going to eat it with someone who I think can like. I mean, Taylor on Green. a guy like Speed or right. you know, Decky, you know, someone who I think can win. And I don't, I don't know. I agree with I, that. And, you know, the toughest core, I mean, people think, oh, better players just play better. I said this several times now. They play better at majors. No, they just, the difficulty of the course elevates their game more and their shot selection and their shot making skills are just elevated and they can do it better under pressure. And so they can't do that week to week and they can't do that and, you know, have 40 birdies at Craig Ranch. And that's why KH Lee can beat a pretty heavy field. Um, but here, this is where the talent, you know, comes out. So, yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, spoiler alert, I think Matsuyama wins. If I were to lock one player and be, you know, 5X the field, it'd be Matsuyama. It could be DJ if he's going to be 7%. 
you don't need to lock him at that point, but you know, I like him too. And DJ, Rob. Yeah. DJ and Berger were my two favorite like ownership leverage plays, and they both got the wrong wave, but I just I, ignore it. And I, I think it. you gotta yeah. I mean, I think everyone's scared off because of the players being the most aggressive weather we've ever seen. It's it's fucking Florida. I mean, that's yeah. like a normal Saturday afternoon here. Right, right. But I don't think it's going to be like that. No, it's um, just it's just going to be some wind. These guys are going to be fine. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do think it's, it's going to, to emphasize the short game, right? And I think that's where, one, you can make some easy cuts. You know, a guy like Hovland, he's yes. not popular, but I just don't trust him. Like even Rory, I don't, I don't trust Rory to get up and down. Um, or Morikawa, really, he's not great. He's not great. And then, like when you're trying to parse through the chalk, like of those nine K guys who are chalky, like who do you trust around the green? Well, I think Xander would be last. I think Matsuyama and Spieth would be one, two, right? Can't lay three. Xander fourth. So um, I, I think don't that's trust probably how I watch around the green. You know. <sighs> Yeah, not sure. What, I'm not going to be there this week, so I hope he plays well, but it won't be for me. You're not going to be. You're not going to be in Oakland. Playing Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I also won't be there in Tulsa. And um, yeah, and that's what I mean. That's the only thing that kind of I saw a video makes on me want to play said, Fat Boy. Before you say this, I saw a video on YouTube that said, "Why, why is Tulsa, Oklahoma, the worst city in America? The top ten reasons." And number four was people are rude. So, it's not just Tulsa. That's right. Um, so why don't we talk about the elephant in the room? Tiger? Yeah. I would uh, play him before I played Zalazoris. Oh, well, I don't know. I think there's a lot of hope that Tiger, you know, does well. I think his price is enough to give people more hope. I mean, if he was 97, everyone would be like, no way. Right. It's always, it's always odds price and ownership that, that that confirm your biases. Um, So I think I I saw him, I know he was wearing metal spikes on concrete and probably didn't want to slip, (laughs) but he's walking very gingerly. I mean, he's taking steps that look, it is, it is all an act for the cameras. No, no. What do you think, Josh? When he's off the golf course, he doesn't have to actually walk the right way. Hold on. Okay. No, I think he's just doing it to take the pressure off. That's right. Okay. Yeah. It's like uh, when when the golfers give the press conferences and they say, I don't know, they don't, they're, oh, I don't know, don't know how well I'm feeling, and then they all go out and, and win. Like, why would you get out there and say, oh, I'm the best I've ever felt? Because then you just put the pressure on. Just yeah. lower expectations and then go crush. Yeah. I think he'll do better than he did at the Masters. So top 30, maybe a top 25. I probably don't expect much more than that then. People are still falling into the Tony Finau trap, 15%. And I oh bet he gets there. Why? Because he's he's $100. Because he had one good round in Mexico. That's right. all. That's right. He's 163. So I mean, did they not watch him at, at the Wells Fargo? He, he Yeah. It's. I think he lost like eight strokes approach that week. Yep. yep. <laughs> And then Matt Fartzpatrick, twenty percent. I mean, I can't well, do it. I mean, no, I liked. I liked Fitz him. has been good. I liked him. He, okay. No, Fitz was in play. Yeah, I could see Fitz playing well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, just wait until the U.S. Open when it's at the course that Fitz won the U.S. Amateur, and he's going to be like forty percent owned. I'm going to throw a name at you that I played last week unsuccessfully, but seems to do okay in majors at times and at the PGA championship, I believe Beth page or was it the U S open? No, it was a Beth it was PGA championship with Beth page, right? Uh, there was a U.S. open there. It was open. Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood. No. So I was actually there. Uh, so I was going to play Fleetwood. Um, but if I'm committing on this, uh, this weather bit, I'm not going to end up playing them. Okay. So I, I was, it's interesting you mentioned that because I, I was just thinking to myself, I don't know why this came up, but I was thinking if you could take away like 
three or four events out of a player's career, like who would it impact the most as far as you knowing the player, name recognition, things like that? And like I think I think if Tommy one had the short hair and two, you take away just a couple events where he done what like you don't even know this guy. He's like even know Ricky him. Fowler. He he's I don't know. He's just brutal. He's been he's been better this year. He's been good recently, but that doesn't the take away good. The Ball striking's coming back, but yeah, he's the best and, player on tour around the green. And just yeah. to be clear here, yeah. I'm fucking playing. Him. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I played him for nine k last yeah, but week, he, so like, but, yeah. but I know I'm going to curse myself for it because yes. uh, he's. I mean, he just sucks. <laughs> that whole that whole Jason Day Billy Horschel. Uh, that whole really. that whole run, and then Wood. I know Ryan's all over Woodland. <laughs> He's all over, yeah. Of course he is. Always, yeah. Ryan's got um, a vote for Woodland. I, I don't know. I, I, I there's only one thing I know. It's that my best lineup. Will be a five of six with Gary Woodland this week. That's all. It's just, it's just when he's massive yes. chalk, he just yeah. he just doesn't do it. But yeah. I don't think he's going to be more than like six seven percent this week. And no, but I but I actually like like Norin more than Woodland. So there's that. That's where Ryan plays the game in the chat. I said like he has this you know masked pick that you have to swipe to reveal. Invisible Every week, his insider and I always play a game before I reveal it to say I'm going to try to name a worse golfer. Than what Ryan's going to utter, and I tried to play legitimately today, and he named Alex Nor. <laughs> I can never beat you. It's always it's like you know Ryan Brem or <laughs> Lori Cantor. I'm, I'm thrilled he got the first tee time off, so we're going to get Alex Nor in first round leader from the Good Wave. Uh, parlay that into a top ten. Okay, it's all happening. So, so yeah, yeah. Now down in the scraps here. This is where the money's this is, made. This is where the money's made. This is where Josh makes his millions, right down here. I was going to say something else after that, but I won't. Uh, what are you doing down here, Bob? I mean, Mito Pereiro, 6.7, elite putter. Had a shot last week. Yeah. Ball striker. Thoughts of we'll- Munoz. We'll play Mito a little bit here. Um, Munoz? Munoz, sure. I think we're going to play a little. I don't know. We'll let Ryan talk about all the Euros down here. Troy um, I mean, Lanto's too cheap, right? Yeah, but isn't he going to be like 10%? No one down here is 10%. It doesn't matter. Yep. It Listen, I, that's one thing. It doesn't matter how chalky a guy yep. is down here yep. is if he's in if he's in like below 66 yep. he never gets over six percent what bet Ever. did i lose that i said he was gonna be ten percent who was the guy oh Hoke? no it was uh, i don't remember Tom I, don't know. Or something. I don't know i mean hadwin too Knox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i mean these these guys i'm really just surprised at their price i don't understand why they're well, pricing came out a couple of weeks ago, didn't it? So, yeah, like, I don't. I, explain why to me, is Hadwin less than Zach Oakley? Why is Adam yeah. Hadwin four hundred less than Minwoo Lee? Yeah, what, I don't, or Sam Horsfield, or 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 Sam Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, look, let's lay off the Horsfield slam. I know, I know. Fine, <laughs> you picked a nice bet, but like Adri Anus is <laughs> Adri Anus. Yes, I do find it very weird. Like Richard Bland. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, there's this. These guys shouldn't. I mean, I don't know. Is Swafford? I think they messed up the pricing down here. In a normal week, is Swafford less than? Isn't he less than Hadwin? He should be. Oh, yeah. Hadwin's well, typically eight thousand. No, but I mean, he Swafford's yeah. five hundred more. Like it's crazy. Nikolai, yeah. there's it's, something. It's there's something wrong. And so, <laughs> I'd like to. I'm going to amend this prior statement where I said these guys are never over 10%. That might not be the case. Now that I'm looking at how off their pricing is, that might be different here. How yeah, is Oliver think- Becker more money than Adam Hadwin? I don't know. Let's put it this way. No one who regularly plays on the Euro Tour should be higher than Hadwin or Orlando Griffin. Yes, PG they shouldn't winner. be. And yeah. and I, I will not – you should have used a better example than Min Woo Lee because Min Woo Lee's good. I'm going to play Minwoo Lee. That was my Thomas Peters. 
He sucks. He's pretty good. I mean, what are we doing here? Lee Westwood, 7,000. <laughs> no. That's bad. Ricky Fowler, 7,000. That's insane. I mean, I don't even think I don't even think Lanto Griffin was born the last time Ricky Fowler was good. No, that's true. That yeah. joke, that joke didn't land, so cut that out. <laughs> I can't. I can't. No, it's just it's, this yeah, is just live. Play through. It's a live podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's many other guys. Like, I would definitely uh, start with Munoz and probably Mito. I, I think I do like Munoz better. Um, What's Tom Hoagie's price? I, I kind of like him this week from the morning yes, list. Yes, yes. I don't know. Small greens. He's still hitting the ball pretty well. I think he was top 20 last week, so I would do that. And then, I mean, if you're going – like, I am going to play Horsefield. Like, not just the win from last week, but it's, it's his third win in about a year and a half, and he's been really good this year. He had a couple top 10s. Um, he played well at the Zurich with Matt Wallace. He won the one in Belgium, uh, the Sudal. Oh. The which one? Uh, everyone in our chat hit that bet except for you because you don't read my text, but it's okay. No, that was a nice bet. Um, but so Congrats he actually, so he finished tied for 18th at the Zurich with Matt Wallace. As you know, Matt Wallace is pretty much the worst player on the planet right now. And uh, the strokes gain stats we had from alternate or from the best ball, Horsefield was good, like really good. So I think he's in play here. Um, All right. Um, that's an interesting. Can I take. just ask a question before you move on? Please. This little trio is giving me a lot of problems. Reed, Garcia, Rose. What are we doing? All out on all three? Garcia in for sure. Uh, Rose, absolutely not. Reed, TBD. Yeah, I would. I would only consider Reed from that group, and I, I don't really have that much interest in him. Okay. But he's got a good short game, so you know. I yeah. I'm at. I'm only considering Reed and Garcia, and people aren't. Really, not well, yeah, I mean, people much. aren't going to play Reed, so I think it's a good pivot. I don't know. I think I'd rather play Siwoo Kim. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that funny? That's, no, that, I'm in. I don't. I feel like you never play Siwoo Kim. Yeah. Well, because anytime he's a good play, he's like twenty five percent owned. All right then. Uh, who wins? Ryan? If you say Sam Horsfield, I'm shutting this off. No, I, I, I have the same pick as you. Matsuyama? I got Matsuyama. Okay. Really? Okay. Okay. What's your pick? Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with Jordan Speed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It would have been nice if he won last week. That's all I got. All right, good luck gentlemen. this week, boys. It's good to be back. Yeah. We'll do another all one right. for the U.S. Open. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, Barbasol. Yeah. Ryan, have a great night. Josh? See you guys. See you. Yes? <laughs> just saying goodbye like a normal <laughs> no but you said you okay i was waiting i was trying to like, like you weren't saying i thought you said you said ryan have a good night josh like i think you oh i me. sorry yeah josh, josh, have a good night josh as well. don't have a good oh, night thanks you too all right <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you. 